But like the movement and everything was real great. I picked that up relatively quickly. Um, I, I didn't have a whole hell of a lot of hangups. Like with some like things that you know things that'll piss you off in a first-person shooter. Like you get you know stuck on a pebble. I haven't thought about either Vanguard or Modern Warfare. Like I didn't get frustrated at them like I do in I don't gotta say the game because we give it a lot of shit. This, I, I didn't choose to grow this. Pressing numpad, another target! Why are you playing it? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking broke me legs, mate! Fucking... <laughs> I'm so <laughs> mad at them! Midichlorians, motherfucker! I told you! Midichlorians! <laughs> no! It wasn't glorious! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Live Gaming Gathering Podcast. I am your wisdomless, wisely host, and I tripped over my own words, fucking duck. <laughs> Please forgive the announcer, as English is his first language. <laughs> yeah, the first and language. He, and he also has no name. Absolutely none. No, no, we'll just, we'll just call him Gary. Just Gary. Yeah, Gary. Or My Barry. name Gary. is Gary. Gary Newcomb. <laughs> Gary Newcomb, yes. <laughs> Duke Nukem, look, more like Gary that Nukem. actually sounds like Gary Nuke them. Like, <laughs> uh, sounds like work. a command. G Gary, please nuke them. Uh, you want me to do uh, what? Go nuke them? Okay. We'll be done, sir. Uh, <laughs> orders are orders. <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> do you want me to continue with the rest of the intro? No, I think we should save this for a blooper yeah. reel in some day, because this is fucking great. Well, speak, I can, I can, listen, I wanted to... I have notes on my, in front of me. I, I have notes about Patreon. This might as well be like like a Patreon extra or some crap. <coughs> yeah, some Patreon exclusive cut. Exclusive. Exclusive. Take two like. and action. You Patreon exclusive. It, pa fuck. <laughs> she call it exclusively sleeve. Exclusively. Slum Patreon. Duke Nukem with a lisp. Come Patreon. Exclusively. <laughs> we hear it's Patreon. We love it. You like every nerd in all the like 90s TV shows. <laughs> Listen here. I would like for you to come and watch my Patreon content. <laughs> That voice actually sh You must do that voice or something, please. Oh my god, oh my god, man. Oh my I have no fucking Listen here, man. Listen here. I have a big problem with the way that you are talking about my voice. Why is everybody. Why does everybody laugh at me when I start talking? It sounds like Nuke Nuke, and you put on a sheet code that makes you sound like a nerd. Oh, my head hurts. Oh. Ah, shit. This is why I do what I do for a living. I fucking love it. Fuck yeah. Listen, I'm trying to be 100% serious here, guys. The meteor is coming to crash into Earth any day now. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, sir, please, please stop laughing at me. I'm trying to explain to you that the meteor will crash into Earth in any moment now. We have to evacuate all of our ships. <laughs> all, of the, all of the women. <laughs> I mean, all of the ladies. Wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Has anyone seen Space Force on Netflix by any chance? Oh my god, I love that fucking show. So, you know, you know that scene where they fucking uh, they bitch about Microsoft updates. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is why I imagine. 
Affleck. Oh my God, John Malkovich going fucking Windows 10. No, you can just say fuck best goddamn Microsoft. <laughs> oh my God. So that's why I, rem- I imagine like near the Duke Nukem, literally just talking like, sir, we won't be able to calculate the meteor crashing generator because Windows updates. Mr. Fuck President, Microsoft. We need a better way in order to calculate my jump onto the alien spacecraft. Windows 10 is mid-update. What about Windows 11? <laughs> Who does that sketch? What, 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 what was that from, you said? What show was it from? Uh, Space Force. Sketch. Oh, yeah, Space Force. Yeah, it, what, uh, didn't they like those guys who is in... Uh, uh, like, uh, what do you call the Saturday Night Live? Didn't they make a sketch exactly like that? I think so. Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't really yeah, watch TV shows did. that much anyway. I don't do it either. I just saw it on like, TikTok. Anyway, after all that amazing laughter, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Live Gaming and Gathering Podcast, a podcast where a bunch of international friends make fun of Duke Nukem and talk nonsense about hey, listen, whoever this is. That's not fair. You can't make fun of my <laughs> voice like that, especially behind my back. Uh, oh, my head is hurting so oh much at the moment. Like I took, I laughed, and I like cried at the same time. Oh, I, so. I cried. I actually cried. So yeah, welcome to Live Gaming Pack. <laughs> can't even talk. <laughs> Welcome to my gaming podcast, where we talk about gaming and why what this is. My name is Tom. Your whole <laughs> I can't speak your anymore. Whore. Your whore. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh my god! Oh my god! I can't. <laughs> This episode. <laughs> oh, I can't. Anyway, I'm I'm your cringy host. Oh, not even. I don't know what the fuck am I at this point. Tom, aka the Lanky Soldier. I'm joined by Ray and Snook. Introduce us. And Nerdy Duke Nukem. And Proud exactly. of his experience with the periodic tables. <laughs> oh my like my alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> If you listen to this podcast on YouTube, leave a like or dislike. Actually, comment and let us know what kind of... Only leave a like oh, for that voice. Y- yeah, yeah. The voice alone should leave us a like. You know, be involved in this conversation. And if you listen on Spotify or iTunes, please leave a rating. You know, it, it does help out. You know, because people discover the podcast. And Geeky Newcomb needs money. <laughs> Duke Newcomb himself. How else am I going to pay money. for my experiment yet? And your, uh, what do you call it, dental insurance. I need better dental insurance. <laughs> Clearly my giant tooth is impeding my ability to talk. For fuck's sake. Oh, we should, do, we should do podcast recording more often, like in the middle of the fucking night, because yeah. <laughs> the shit we talk. That's content, though. Oh, this is definitely content. Now I'm confused if I should put this behind fucking Patreon and pay for it, but no. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, talking about Patreon, I just want to mention this. Anyway. I had the Patreon for years, but I never use it because why the fuck I need to use it, you know? Funny enough, our friend of uh, friend of the podcast, Pronato, he's been adding one dollar every month for two years since I created that Patreon. And he's always making fun, fun, fun that he's the one of the main producers for the podcast because he's the one paying the... He, owe, he owes 80% of our stocks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... Because I made Patreon, I redesigned the Patreon to reflect the content we're making right now, which is the podcast and all the stuff I do on the channel. Uh, I, ref- I actually added money to myself. So I support myself. So can- you can't ask for money if you don't support yourself. So what I did is I added, I, I'm supporting myself on Patreon. I'm the first ever patron, I guess, without Pronato. So now technically I'm the producer. Granted, oh, <laughs> granted, he can always 
outmatch me, but I don't think he will because I don't he think he can we... outbid you by spending one measly penny. Exactly. You too could outbid Tom by spending one more measly penny than what he does monthly. 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 <laughs> Put the echo on everything you said from now on. Like, <laughs> imagine we actually like, sort out the vo- like voice effects on this podcast. Suddenly, yeah. the quality of the podcast like, goes give, ten like, times more. Give Ray a soundboard. Like that would destroy everything. Oh my god! <laughs> like, I would turn into your typical AM/FM DJ yeah. radio. I really need to sort like, that out, though. Whoa, 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 Welcome to the live gaming gathering podcast. Podcast. And you, and you, and you have that button like random toilet flushes and that Wilhelm scream. And like when you, every time you tell a joke, <laughs> I have rim shot on a play, but on a quick play, oh, you know I what? love it. It's it's on my it's on my list to actually have a soundboard on this podcast because it will be make it so much you know hil- more hilarious. My name is Gahigahim. <clears throat> no, but okay. And welcome to the live gaming gathering podcast. Anyway, so like I said, uh, I did made Patreon. I'm I'm saying that because I'm expecting people throw money at us, but I'm just like want to say because we're joking about Patreon because we before the podcast we talked for like an hour or half an hour something like that so I might as well put like extra content whatever we record before the podcast there, wherever yeah, that conversation yeah, is. Yeah. Um, we've we've been doing that. We've been we've been technically kind of making Patreon side content for years now apparently, and none of us were smart enough in order to sit there and go maybe we could put this up on Patreon. Yeah. Until tonight. So we're if, the smartest people alive. Tonight, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so in the thirty-two music. No, but okay, real talk. If I don't, I'm not expecting people to throw money at us or whatever because that's not it. This because I know that the Patreon is literally just a small piggy bank. You know, whoever needs a game, so we'll buy a game from that budget or whatever that is. So I, I support myself. I, I, I support myself what three, four pounds a month. That, because I made three tiers, like, well, you can support us for a month. You keep putting on three to four pounds a month, by no longer you're going to be a fat fuck, my friend. Oh, pretty much. Pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you can support us. I'll be alive somewhere tonight. Every time you make a joke. Okay, do that. So basically, you can support for a pound, well, for a dollar, five dollars, fifteen dollars, you know. Uh, a ten. I or if you want to pay my rent every month, I mean, sure, that's cool. Hey, if 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 Patreon can like afford, like we can make a living for Patreon, I am quitting my job and literally making this podcast on on my almost daily basis, and everyone's get get any some quality content all the time. Fuck you, buddy. I'm not quitting my job. I love my job. Well, you can keep your voice acting job. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I get rich and be like, eh, I'm keep doing this. I don't give a fuck. I love it too much. Anyway, I'm not clearly expl- as per the entire hour-long laugh session beforehand. As nerdy Duke Nukem. <laughs> Interesting. Tune yourself. in to the live gaming gathering Patreon extra content, where you'll hear great hits such as Ray not being able to speak properly without a good script, nerdy Duke Nukem, and other hits. Well, here's the thing: I, I have a script. I have a script. I still fuck up because I call myself a whore. Apparently. Yes, you did. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, I'm gonna say. Oh my god. No. Get Basi- to the point! But yeah, just kidding. But yeah, basically, if anyone feels like, you know, supporting us, I don't, we don't have any special perks on the Patreon right now because I don't know what to offer at this point. 
the best we can offer is like behind the scenes stuff. And, yeah, that's and, the most I can offer. Get, and maybe they can see shit like that. And you get a worn T-shirt from Raid that he has sprayed perfume on. That's perk number one. Well, we can do that. Don't actually. promise people that. I don't have that many shirts. <laughs> I, I can. Pro I can I only provide have that. Three. I only got four shirts, man. <laughs> <laughs> one for every day of the week. Oh fuck. I still have my spreadsheet uh, spreadshirt store, so we can use that. Yeah, buy our merch that we never promote or haven't updated in what ten I'm, five years. I haven't updated for three four years. I still made money. People were buying shirts. Funny enough. Yeah, so, I have one. I wore it to L.A. and I wear it around my house. Pronato like bought a couple of shirts. I bought a couple of like I bought a hoodie and so on. And uh, but yeah, I made like about hundred pounds, like. <sighs> 120 bucks or something like that from all the shirts. The, the pounds and dollars are very the same now in Swedish crowns, so you, so you don't have to change it for me. Okay, so let's 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 stick with Swedish crowns. That's the currency everyone can understand. Exactly, it's very easy to understand. One crown is one crown. Very easy. I think I think isn't okay. Wait, correct me if I'm wrong. Aren't all Scandinavian countries literally use the same like system? Mm, they no, don't have like sense. I know they, no. they. I know Denmark doesn't have any sense. We, nah, Denmark, Norway, Sweden, and Finland. We don't have sense anymore. No. Yeah. That's cool. So all the Scandinavian countries, okay. Yeah, but we don't have the same currency. Though. Yeah, I know you don't have the same. Finland currency. use ever that Danish and Norwegian crowns are retarded because our crowns are more worth than theirs. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they and they are ugly. Danish crowns are ugly. I said it. Hate me. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> come at me, bro. Also, can, can, can I... think that currency's pretty, man. Fucking yeah. come at me, bro. Yeah, our currency looks like Monopoly money. Fuck you. I don't, I, I don't think that's a good do. thing. They, they do. It's so ugly. It's like when we change to our, like, the money that we have now, like, every time, like, a, a person under 25 uses, like, cash nowadays, they look at it and they don't know what Wait, they, they still use cash? No, 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 no. Oh. That's what I mean. Oh, like okay. people under twenty-five, like they don't use cash. I use cash, but that's because I'm old. I'm an old person in a young man's body. You're younger than me, boy. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm yeah, but I'm an old man in a young man's body. That's what I said. Okay, fair. I'm gonna need the both of you whippersnappers to calm the fuck down a little bit, cause back in my day, you could buy a soda pop for thirty-five cents. Back in my day, your car was not welcome. <laughs> Speaking of oh. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I mean, I mean, lanky though. So you can take that out in any way, you will, any way you will. Okay, Snook, I have something uh, to tell you because I was saving my best to save it for the podcast. And I was okay. so. So, remember two years ago when when I was asking you to send me some Red Bull watermelon. Was that two years ago? Oh, you're like, I don't know. I've been asking... Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's in the beginning of Warzone. Yeah, yeah since Warzone funny. came out, I've been asking you, can you send us Red Bull watermelon flavor yes, uh, yes. drink and so on? Basically, right, basically, it's Red Bull, but it's watermelon flavor. Yes, really good. Hmm, so... Okay. Um, well, I, for one, don't like artificial watermelon flavor, but, hey, you know, to each other. I don't either, but this one is actually good. If It's, like, very refreshing. Like, Is it like the Jolly Ranch? Like, hold on, you've had Jolly Ranchers before, right? Yes, but we don't have them in Sweden. But I have had them. Yes. Okay. Have you had a Jolly wa Jolly Rancher watermelon? I don't remember the flavors. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Like, was, that's the only I artificial watermelon I can tolerate. Okay. I was twelve when I ate them, so I don't remember them so much. It's like artificial banana flavor too. Can't stand that shit. 
Yeah, that's true. I can't stand. I can't stand strawberry, and that's the thing. I can't eat anything like or the, uh, only fresh strawberries. You're that's the only thing I can eat. Friend. No, but, but love like strawberries. The, I'm just kidding. I love strawberries. That's what I say. I love real strawberries, like regular strawberries. But I can't eat flav- strawberry flavored stuff. Some people like, like that with certain things, like artificial orange yeah. flavor. I'll, like orange soda, I drink the shit out of that. Yeah, same here. Like I like uh, like artificial orange more than oranges, to be honest. Uh, That's <laughs> I don't know. crazy. Okay, back on topic. Back on topic. Well, okay, okay, okay. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Watermelon. Watermelon. Yeah, watermelon. Red Bull watermelon. What I want to say is, I've been asking you to send me for two years since Warzone came out, because that yes. like I never heard of it until you told me that you're drinking it. So I wanted yes. to try it since then. Guess what I found at the store today? Did you find Red Bull? I did watermelon? find. I did find Red Bull watermelon. In, in my no. store, and I like instantly bought, quickly bought like three cans and bring it to my tear. And also, there was a coconut flavor, apparently, one. What? Ew. I, mean, I haven't tried that though. I haven't tried the coconut. Okay, that's so not, that's, not, that's not in Sweden. Okay, coconut? So, so there's Red Bull coconut and Red Bull watermelon. I bought both of them, three each. And okay, my review is I don't know what the fuck is I like, expecting. It's Red Bull, but it's like a tame. Like, there's a bit of watermelon taste, but it's, as I don't know what the fuck I was expecting. I was expecting, like, the most amazing drink ever. It's not, but it's still, it's, but it's good. Yeah, it just tastes like, it tastes like watermelon soda with a Red Bull aftertaste. Yeah. That's what that it is. It's like not half bad. Yeah, it no, is it's good. It's good. It's, not, it's like not the best drink in the world. I only drank it because it was called the summer edition, but it's still called summer edition two years later, which is it funny. <laughs> no, the, the, it's actually right. It's actually really good. I, I, because I've been hearing about it for two years, I was expecting like the most amazing thing ever. It's not, but it's good. You know, in in it, it was only like a dollar anyway. So for, for me, it's like who, who cares, right? Uh, it was good. To my surprise, so now I have it. Now I can buy it on a regular basis because it's in my store. Coconut, nice. coconut one. That's weird. Uh, it has a really much stronger taste than watermelon one. Yeah, because coconut is so strong. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's like it's so every. I can't fucking eat coconut. It's ugh. Yeah, I can't. I'm not. I mean, like co- coconut. Like if you have drank coconut liquor in your life, you're never gonna like uh, coconut for the rest of your life. I got drunk on that once, oh, and it was bad. Ugh, Malibu and Fanta. Like, I, I I don't mind the coconut one, because it wasn't bad either, but it's definitely because it's coconut, it's a more stronger fa- taste. The most important thing about Red Bull and the flavors is the fucking Kiwi one, and when that disappeared, I, I actually want to kill myself, because that was like a part of me disappeared. Like that flavor, I oh my god! I like I was about to buy sixteen bottles of Red Bull cans of Red Bull, sorry, Americans, uh, and like oh my god, it cost me like I think it was like two hundred dollars. I was like, I'm not gonna buy that. That's where I draw the line. I, I found it like in a second-hand l- l- store in da- like in s- southern part of Sweden. They're like, oh, you have to pay like a thousand Swedish crowns for it. I was like, I'm not gonna pay a hundred dollars for. A fucking Red Bull, like it's it's regular price is like three hundred and eighty. <clears throat> I was like, nope, <laughs> I'm not I'm, I'm not that crazy. But still, like the Kiwi Lime, that summer edition one back in two thousand seventeen and eighteen, like that was the bomb. Oh my god. Yeah, I can't <sighs> really do a whole hell of a lot in energy drinks anymore because that shit fucked my heart up. <laughs> 
I fucked my heart up too, but it doesn't it doesn't do anything to me like anymore. Oh no, you're talking to talking to a guy who used to like drink Jaeger bombs with Red Bull like they were fucking water. <laughs> I, don't. I can't, can't drink Jaeger. That's one of the only like spirits I can't drink because when I smell it, I puke. It's like it's 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 amazing. My dad didn't believe me, so he'd pour up a Jagermeister for me like a year ago, and I drank and I didn't know what it was. He's like, "Oh, this is Amaro," and I was like, "Oh, that's okay." And then when I l- smelled it, I was like, "This doesn't smell like Amaro," but I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna drink this because my dad gave it to me." And I drank like a little sip, and I went to the bathroom like in one second. And he was like, "Oh, he doesn't shit. He doesn't talk shit. This guy." <laughs> I was like, it's that, I, it's I, that I, black I'm... licorice taste, and I don't, I, I don't know, I, I don't know exactly off the top of my head what it is that Jägermeister is made out of. But there's a lot of people who are actually allergic. It's to fifty. Shit. It's fifty-four different kinds of herbs. That's why it makes. But because licorice is a flower, so that's one of the herbs that's inside Jägermeister. So, yeah. yeah, and some people are allergic to the actual like licorice flower. Like my, I think my wife is too. Like, but yeah, yeah, I I don't understand it. But I used to drink the shit out of that stuff. Yeah, same here. That's why I can't drink it. <laughs> Not anymore. I don't. I don't, I don't even drink stuff. alcohol that much in the first place. No, I don't anymore either. And I used to drink a lot in my early twenties. Like I don't even. Yeah. I'm a social I, last time I drank, last drink I, I drank was at Midsummer. Do you know what Midsummer is, Ray? Yeah, the movie. The, the... Not exactly. <laughs> but it's based on a holiday in Sweden. That's why it's a Swedish movie. It makes sense, but we know. Yeah, but I haven't seen the movie though. Don't like. I don't like those kind of movies. My mom said it was good, and my brother too. But I can't see it because I... I'm a scary little girl. You can't even play Warzone Souls by yourself, and you already have a heart attack. So, yeah, because my heart can take it. It's like I played solo like a, two weeks ago, and I was like, I'm not gonna play this in a year. It was like my heart, my heart can't take it. Okay. I have a big, I have a oh. big heart. Ooh, that's the monster drink I'm drinking. It's, I'm burping. Anyway, Ray, do you want to talk about Starfleet Commander or you want to talk about Vanguard? Oh, well, let's let's talk about Vanguard. That that whole like the whole thing with 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 Fleet Command could be like its whole episode just because of how much crazy shit is involved with that. And I'll kind of hang around for a little bit afterwards and bring Zuck up to speed as far as well. If anything, yeah. If anything, can li- if anything, you can leave it for the next episode. Hmm. If, oh yeah, if it... definitely, because shit's going to evolve between now and then and only get better. <laughs> okay, okay. What, what, what game do you talk about? Star Trek Fleet Command, it's a game that I kind of got like seriously involved in when I didn't have internet for like three months, and now I can't like put it down because... You like... said Star Trek or Star... What? Star Trek. Star yeah. Trek. Yeah, that's what you confused the hell out of me when you said it so fast. I'm sorry. Star, Stre- Star Trek, what was it? Fleet, Fleet Commander. Commander. Oh, Commander. Fleet, isn't that like a mobile game? Yeah. It is, it is. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, I was like, I recognized the name of it, but I was like, "This is did that did he say the mobile game?" I was like, "Hmm, haven't tried it. I can't comment on it." It's it's pretty decent, but like I said, we'll dedicate a whole episode to that because like it is it is a zany zany thing as Tom found out earlier today because I I brought him into the developers Discord. Yeah, and... I did some research thanks to you. Oh yeah, we've done some due diligence on it, and we'll have to get you up to speed on it too. But it's just chef's kiss perfection of all of the trolls and all of the hilarity and it's just brilliant everything the internet can provide provides <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> she provideth in ways that we didn't know she could okay so we'll leave the star trek for the next episode let's talk about vanguard 
you know, let's go back on the gaming topics. The, uh, the, okay, wait, Duke Nukem is gaming, so... <laughs> okay, I'm... My probably. opinion of Call of Duty Vanguard. Not enough babes, not enough guns, not enough alien assholes. Okay, right. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed you haven't played Modern Warfare, you know, the multiplayer. So, Vanguard might be a little bit... Uh, I don't know. Okay, what do you think about Vanguard? You played it for, like, what, 45 minutes with us? When you talk about it now, everyone m- must understand. He played it for an hour. He played three game modes of it. He played the worst one, as I want to be very precise to say. So continue. And I did very well, despite not <laughs> yeah, having active mic or actually, headset or anything. Yeah. So screw you yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, you actually did good. I would say I've said that to Lanky. I'm impressed by him. Just like I said it. Hey, once I get used to shit, man, it's on. Like a fucking Titanfall, I'm a goddamn force to be reckoned with when we ever get back into that game. Same here. But it, at any rate, speaking um, of, like what I thought of it, honestly. Okay, before continuing, I just want to say, Titanfall has a revival right now. There's like a community that makes their own service, which is great. So we have to check that out one day. Anyway, oh, continue. Yeah. Um, as far as my opinions of Vanguard go, I, I mean, it's it it feels like World War Two, uh, Call of Duty. <laughs> like, it's not even a joke. Like it's still like. Highly arcadey. Um, I played around with some of the perks and some of the stuff. Didn't really notice like a humongous amount of like megalogical differences between a lot of the shit. Um, I did happen to notice that when you put a suppressor on for some reason, it's like a fifty pound weight on the end of your gun, and it takes forever to bring it to sights. And I was like, eh, nope, we're not doing that." Um, because you have to come, because you have to con- uh, uh, you have to use other attachments to like combine with the silencer to make it. Yeah, to get that out, and like, there's, I'm sure there's like way more of a meta game to the gun building and stuff that I just did not have the time in order to get into, and I'm sure. Uh, if, yeah, like, and you have not ranked up the guns to even do it. Into. Yeah, to even to even scratch the surface on that, so I can't like. I'll, I'll add more to that. The guns. I'll add more to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, regarding the weapons. Because back in Modern Warfare 2019, because basically this this game is what is based off Modern Warfare 2019, yeah. but like in the, yeah, I mean, yeah. but with a different studio take, basically. Um, I still think Modern Warfare 2019 is a better game than Vanguard. I think Modern Warfare 19 is pinnacle of COD. Can't change my mind. Well, original COD. Uh, Modern Warfare games. But when it comes to gunsmith, like you're talking about, uh, oh, it takes ages to ADS your weapon and so on because there's a suppressor. Right, so in Modern Warfare 2019 and Warzone, basically they're the same game, they have five attachments per gun. Vanguard decided to do ten attachments per gun. and I love it. <laughs> I don't like it, actually. I love it because the thing is why I love it is because you use guns that are in quote in every Call of Duty fan's life counts as boring which i can i can understand that because guns that you don't are like are familiar with like the old guns like you call them boring i understand that they say the same to battlefield 5 and battlefield 1 as well so they wanted to make something that make people have more funs with boring guns per se so i think in my opinion the guns the, the gunsmith thing about vanguard is my favorite part of the game because of the depth and it feels like like when we played warzone and modern warfare i gave a lot of shit to mixy and lanky and atari because in my opinion they used the wrong loadouts the wrong weapon attachment and they also gave me shit because you can't say that everyone has their own play style no in modern warfare and Warzone, there are no styles. There are the good attachments that you want to use to be the best version of yourself in the game. In this game, though, you can have like 
any other attachment that you want to make actually the gun build for your preference. In Modern Warfare, I didn't think that was the case. That There were a meta, like, what do you say, meta circle of loadouts and attachments that you wanted to use to be, as me, the most professional version of yourself when you play FPS, uh, when you want to be serious. And it was like, oh, I'm going to use a close quarter class of the gun. But I still fucked people up with a mid to long range at the close quarter. So I was like, that's, I think, is the biggest difference. And I know Modern Warfare 2 is going to take a lot of influence from Vanguard in that aspect. To make people build their gun more to themselves, that's why ten attachments are better than five, for yeah, exactly that reason. I, I you can't do that with only five. The problem I have with this system right now, because you have ten attachments, some the, some guns are much better if you don't run, if you don't have ten attachments. Be, be, you, we can talk about meta, but some guns work better without full attachments. And be, I like, I was expecting this to be like a balance. Oh, you can't equip all ten attachments, but apparently you can. You can attach all ten attachments. Um, and I get that it sometimes can be hard to balance that, and I get I could, the better compromise for me would be like maybe like seven attachments or six attachments, you know, depending. Yeah, I think Modern Warfare is gonna do that. I think Modern Warfare is gonna do six or seven. That's I think that's just gonna because that makes sense because then you have a barrel, you have a, <clears throat> a front, you have a mag, you have a grip, you have a sight, you have a stock, you have a grip, and proficiency or or what do you call it, proficiency and. And don't forget the little charm. Oh, yeah, the charm, yeah. the most important. Yeah, yeah, the, the, proficiency, charm. the proficiency and kit. So in my opinion, like seven is a good like part, but I don't want, I don't want Modern Warfare Two to to remove an attachment slot. Have seven and only use seven. Yeah. Or like Black Ops, you can have, uh, okay, you can have max seven, but if you use this like um, super perk, you can have ten. Like that is, it's in my opinion, it works as well. But I didn't like that in Black Ops because you never wanted to use any one of the super perks because you don't want to lose all the attachments on your guns. Yeah, the, re- like. the reason I prefer Modern Warfare once instead of like say Cold War Vanguard is because there was a plus and minus. There's advantages and disadvantages. They and, they are that in Vanguard. Yeah, I know, I know that I know there is, there is, there is, but it feels less impactful than Modern Warfare in that case. Anyway, uh, but that's guns. Uh, okay, Ray. Okay, Ray. Let's continue. What continue. Yes. Oh no, I didn't want to jump in on the discussion on that one. It's um, guns. Not I mean, that important. <laughs> I mean, like, what, the, what do you the... think about the game, except for like, uh, yeah, what you said about the, the, it felt like a World War Two game. It felt like World War Two Call of Duty. I mean, they just put it like the movement was very as smooth and arcadey as I expected it to be, being able to you know quickly slide around corners and all that. Other, you know, things that like have become a custom nowadays. Um, that I'm used to just having pretty much since Titanfall. I'm pretty sure Titanfall 2 just pretty much set the standard for being able to have, like, rapidly fast movement. And, like, a lot of games have tried pulling that. There could be somebody else that would argue with me. Otherwise, it would another, there was a, another first-person shooter that did it first. But for me, it was Titanfall. That's, like, where my movement is. For me, it's Titanfall. And then I would set the Modern Warfare and Vanguard on second place. And then Apex on third. And if you That's ask me life. at a quick glance, like, they all feel roughly the same to be honest with you and that's that's yeah. good for me because like everything's nice and seamless i can yeah, that's why i like third person games uh when they in, in like made a cover system like from gears of war every uh, every third game person game took that system and i have no problem with it uh, it's like when you have a like a game that's like best at a thing 
I have no problem that all other games uh, uses that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but like the movement and everything was real great. I picked that up relatively quickly. Um, I, I didn't have a whole hell of a lot of hangups, like with some like things that you know things that'll piss you off in a first-person shooter. Like you get you know stuck on a pebble. Didn't really run into any of that. Um, the shooting felt relatively all right. I mean, you couldn't necessarily pick people off with an assault rifle if you full auto, which was a, a you know a, th- a good thing and a thing that needed to be. Um, but if you you knew where to aim and to you know work the recoil to your magic, like I know how to do. Um, Everything was good. I was getting headshots relatively quickly. Uh, like there was that. I remember that one spot where uh, what was it? That one game mode where we had the tanks. Um, we pretty much yeah. hung up at that one gate, and I just kept dropping them and dropping them and dropping them and dropping them because the dumbasses were literally standing in cover in a line. And like as soon as I got my line of fire on them and got that headshot ve- vector down pat, it was just like drop, 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 drop. Grenade. Okay, reload. Go back. Drop, 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 drop. Oh hey, there's a, you know I can put a supply port down here for everybody. Do that. Reload all my shit. Drop, 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 drop. Um, so things like that, those, those are big pluses for me. Um, as far as any negatives or anything would go, uh, I mean, I can't really think of anything that really, like, stands out horrendously in my skull. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't that, like, huge, ragey, the fuck moment. I never had that, and those usually will stand out. So, overall, I mean, you can hear the pain in my voice as I say it. I kind of give it an A. It's all right for what little bit of time I played with it. I'm not going to complain. I actually, sure that actually said, that is actually a good point, what you said there. Like, I actually, when you said that, I was like, that actually makes sense. I haven't thought about either Vanguard or Modern Warfare. Like, I didn't get frustrated at them like I do in, I don't gotta say the game because we give it a lot of shit. But, uh, <clears throat> but like, I didn't feel like exactly that frustration where you get like, oh, this shit is the only thing, like, the problem in Vanguard is when you get into like, uh, when you search for games, I know you haven't noticed that, right? It's three play styles that you can choose from. You can choose from something called Blitz, Tactical, or Assault, assault or some crap. Assault, assault, yeah, assault. <laughs> and that's it's technically what, like, assault is the standard Call of Duty. No, way. tactical is that uh, six it's, and it's, six. Yeah, tech, yeah, yeah, tech, yeah. But not. I don't mean like. I don't mean the 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 size of the people. Like, ah, okay. You can still play. You can still play splits with seven people. It has nothing to do with the number of people. That's just how the, um, uh, what do you say, like the, how the map is based and how the spawn system is based. Okay. They changed that during an update, like I think it was the third update or something. Yeah, I noticed that. But, that felt very, like, dare I say it, Battlefield 40 of Battlefield 4E for me. You know, like being able to spawn on your squad mates and being, or being able to spawn yeah, on Yeah, yeah, but that game mode, that game mode is, in my me and Lanky really hate that game. Yeah, I uh, like that you didn't have a problem with it, but <laughs> yeah, the reason... it's just like, this is, the Vanguard tries to do something that Modern Warfare did, and I didn't, I didn't like the Modern Warfare Actually, no, no, no. I do remember one thing that frustrated the shit out of me, and I remember it now, now that I think about it. Why don't tank shells have splash damage? Yeah, we, we have never... Me and right. Lanky said the same thing. Right, Because yeah. we like, have never used the tanks in the game before. I, could, I swear game. to God, you had to body shot or headshot these motherfuckers to get kills, because yeah. it'd be like, I'm, I should be wrecking these assholes. Like, they're congregating, and I could see where they were, like, off if of the cliff. If, the right, if they had armor... Right, If they had armor, you couldn't kill them. Right, can I mention that this? That too! Can I mention this as, as a tank driver? As a tank driver that plays every, uh, tanks in every fucking game. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, that's what I think about Vanguard. Yeah, that, that's an opinion. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's an important opinion. Anyway, so you're saying it's splash, no splash damage. Okay, so when I tried... Because, Ray, I never played the tanks in that game until we played together. 
that night. Yeah, because the, the game the game mode has only been out for like two weeks. So uh, it's like not uh, even two weeks, a couple of days. Uh, yeah, exactly. So anyway, like, so this is the first time I was playing the tanks. Oh my god, they feel like crap. Yeah, they drive <laughs> like shit too. Oh my god, they feel like crap. And you know what's you know what's you know what makes me makes me mad about that, because. You would imagine, okay, because this game is basically built from Modern Warfare, at least the foundation is Modern Warfare 2019. Right, the tanks in Modern Warfare 2019, they're nothing special, but they feel fucking good. What are the tanks in that game? Yeah, 64 players. I don't remember, I, I don't remember that. Yeah, 64 player servers with tanks and everything, and helicopters. Like I said, Modern Warfare... Oh, you like, okay, you meant the ground war. Yeah, okay. ground war. Uh, uh, yeah, Modern yeah. Warfare 2019 ground war, which is basically poor man's conquest, the vehicles felt great there. <laughs> They're nothing special. The people can. Uh, it seems like they use the tanks from uh, Warzone, and like like they don't have a tank in Warzone, but they use like the, the vehicles from Warzone. So like I don't think they did that in Vanguard because the vehicle, the cars, the motorcycle doesn't have the same system as Warzone. Yeah, different physics. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's a new thing, and that I think that was a at least like it was a worst version of the of it. Yeah, I think it was like, oh, we're gonna upgrade the vehicle system because a lot of people give shit about Warzone, but that was even worse, to be honest. Yeah, but the thing with uh... like that, that that mode, they have something to work on, and I have no problem with it because I'm not gonna play that mode. I didn't play Ground War either, but uh, me and a- me a- and Agent been playing Ground like we've been playing Ground War for like since Modern Warfare came out, nonstop until Warzone came out. But here's the thing. Vehicles felt, they're nothing special, but they felt great. And when you say there's no splash damage, Ray, there was splash damage in Modern Warfare 2019. You know, it wasn't perfect, but it was a good start. So that's why I'm kind of looking forward to the sequel to that game this year. I hope they're going to take Ground War actually make a proper conquest out of it. I hope. And I hope the vehicle yeah, the physics like will Ground be on War point. Ground War was not popular, so I don't think they're gonna oh, like it's it's pretty. You'll be surprised. It's actually pretty popular. Yeah, but like there's not one of those game modes that's like gets a lot of acknowledge from the fans. That's mm, what I mean. Modern like, Warfare. Of course, they have a big... Call, bigger play, Call of Duty player base doesn't care maybe that much, but uh, Modern Warfare hardcore player base they re- they actually love uh, they actually love Ground War because it's one of those like. Unique modes in Call of Duty. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's almost like a, a another another game that those people probably. <laughs> a game, the game that we should not be made, Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, Voldemort <laughs> of the games. Okay, right. Uh, but yeah, that's vehicles. Anything else that sticks out for you regarding Vanguard? No, nothing really. I mean, it was kind of. Oops, sorry, I bumped my mic. I mean, it was it was kind of cool that you could you know equip two different grenades and you could change your loadouts in the field or on the fly in some cases. Um, didn't really get to fiddle around with any of the kill streaks because most I could only get was about six or seven in some cases, but didn't really get that high. So, um, what was it that last one that we played where there was that? I guess everybody had quit. Champion, Champion on the hill. Yeah, and we got left down with like one dude who was in a fucking armored flamethrower suit, yeah. and another dude who apparently was just God and it just looked at all of us and we died. There, that was the end. Yeah, of it. like. The thing is, like that game mode, I was like, I really looked forward to it. But when they, when I, when we played it, and like I said, they had the juggernaut in it, I was like, I thought it removed that during the beta. To be honest, yeah, yeah like, that was that was because the juggernaut. Like I understand, like the tactic of like saving your money to buy perks and allow uh, no like kill streaks and stuff. But when I saw they still had a juggernaut in, I was like, this is just stupid. You can just like one person can just save up money to buy the juggernaut, and all of the other squad mates can upgrade their weapons, and that's like you st- you gotta win. 
Here's the so thing. I was like, oh yeah. I, so that completely undercuts the whole meta game of it, in my honest yeah. opinion. Yeah, that that, that that game what actually was one of my was like this is I think Modern Warfare is gonna keep is gonna keep that but like change it a lot because I think that game mode is gonna be a re- like a regular uh, like yeah because they had a similar mode in Modern Warfare like every uh, like a week every month you remember that when you play those small maps yeah, so yeah, like you yeah. can play duos and trios yeah I think they're gonna like use the ones from vanguard and maybe do a modern warfare version of it and maybe like make it more competitive because that was the reason why they put it in and then they just put in ranked play instead of it so i think that's the reason why they put in ranked instead of that game mode because it wasn't that popular here's the thing like i i listen to a lot of call of duty podcasts or just youtube videos just because i'm interested in what people think you know it's not only i care about like what battlefield community cares i care what uh, call of duty community cares because you know different perspectives you know educate yourself and a lot of, apparently people don't like that at least the Call of Duty player base the hardcore one doesn't like Champions Hill game mode because there are no reasons. I think it's a really fantastic game mode but yes as if you can buy a Juggernaut and you know that kind of stuff you know why flamethrower guy I don't know what was his name in Vanguard yeah it's called a Juggernaut oh it's called Juggernaut okay no it's, it's called a flame trooper. yeah flame trooper, whatever yeah, Juggernaut yeah. it's basically Juggernaut and it's just because it's in the mode, they should remove it. I, I really I really don't like when it comes to first person shoes where upgrades are direct, you know, buffs to your shooting abilities. Yeah. You know, that you, you gain more health or you, your weapons shoot big fifty counts or something like that. You know, you do more damage. Like I don't like that. If you want to do upgrades, you have to do upgrades that complement the shooting, not completely change the game entirely. So Ray, so when we were like we were facing the juggernaut in that mode, that was the last team. We were it was basically the final to win that game. Yeah, yeah I kind of figured game. that much. Yeah. yeah. So basically, the way the game was works is like how many teams there? It's eight. Uh, no eight, more. It's eight to eight to eight, I think. So it's uh, yeah, eight. I mean, yeah, eight I, I think eight. it's. Yeah. I, I need to rewatch the recording. Uh, but basically, eight to ten teams, right? And we were the last team standing, in with them. And as soon as they bought the Juggernaut, that completely fucks the balance. They they already won the game because it's just like you. Know, you... We actually we had a challenge because we had like eight, nine. I think we had like nine or eleven lives, and they had eighteen. So we were already up for a challenge in the beginning with. But like when I saw the Juggernaut, I was like, oh yeah, there, there was no there was no chance for us to even try. It. So that's why I'm not like when it comes to like first person shooters, like any fucking game, any first person sure. Whether it be Battlefield or Modern War, like Call of Duty or any other shooter, I really, really hate mechanics that change the actual balance. Like they in, com- make shooting irrelevant. Yeah, you know. I can understand it, like a kill streak when you get like fifteen kills, like you did in Modern Warfare, and you got the Juggernaut. But the Juggernaut was still easy to destroy. You could just focus; the whole team can focus on it, and you kill it within like thirty seconds. The yeah, least... a whole different dynamic when you're talking yeah. about a twelve-person team versus, okay, say a three-person yeah. squad having to concentrate, and then not to mention yeah. that motherfucker even looks two. at you and you're dead. Yeah, yeah. They have like a flame trooper and two other guys that were actually good at the game, so it's like. When you try to focus on it, you're just going to get sniped off by the other guys. Yep, and that's exactly what was going on. Either that or I'd try to take him down and the Juggernaut would go, Oh, hey, there that guy is. Fire. Fire it, it, would, it would be something else if Juggernaut had, like, a weak spot. 
Yeah, if you get behind it, you can do, yes. like destroy it with like, like in a, my honest opinion, like well, let me execute. Here's the th here's here's where my trade off would be for, for that. Okay, if you want to make, I just thought about it, and I don't know if it's a thing that actually happens. When you're wearing that suit, your field of vision needs to be narrowed a bit, and it is, your ability—they narrow your field of vision and they like muffle the sound and everything around you. So even if you're like wearing like that's how it should be. Like if you're wearing that big bulky heavy ass suit where nothing can get through, then sound shouldn't even be able to get through. So you should you should not be able to hear anything, and that should be the 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 balance point to that. But then again, what's going to stop people from cranking the fucking volume up in order to hear things too? Yeah, but like, do it like it did with like the flame trooper in battlefield, like in the battlefield. Like when you use it, you get slowed down as fuck. And yeah, like... you can't move as fast. You can't vault over yeah. things. Like jumping yeah. is a thing you just don't do, and your field of vision yeah. is excruciatingly narrowed because you're yeah, like definitely. And the only thing, the only thing you hear is this in your fucking sound. and occasionally. Yeah, yeah, like that. That should be it. And I agree with that. That's that's your balancing point for for having things like that in a game. Like they're they're. If you can't, if you don't want to balance the guns and make it more fair that way, then that's the best way in order to go about to do it. You, 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 in a sense, you dull the rest of their senses. Yeah, I agree on that. Is there anything else about Vanguard that sticks out to you? No, other than I played a Call of Duty game and I can say I somewhat enjoyed it. It's yeah, yeah it's I, I, it, it's not bad. Like it, the thing, it's Van not. Vanguard is not a bad game. It's just the problem. I have a problem. I have the problem with it is because it feels generic, and it's not because it's generic because in a bad way. It's generic because we currently have that, but it's like it's literally modern warfare, but light version of it. If that makes any sense, even though it's not really, it's not really fair to compare that to like in that way. But that's how it feels to me personally. You know, this and, game doesn't. Yeah, and you're a racist against World War Two games. Uh, in a sense, yes. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I will not. Like if you take Modern Warfare to like Modern War the Modern Warfare 2019 and just make it into World War II skin, I would I would not hate it, but then it's It's not that big of a difference from Modern Warfare. This no, game it's right? not. It's not, but it's something about it just doesn't click with me. It's something about it I just don't like. The World War Two part. Maybe it's World War Two part, maybe the game itself. I I don't know. It's just the game itself is okay. You know, it's, it's, but it's just I I'm just not really interested in Vanguard. At least to me personally, uh, I mean, how many World War Two games, like the big franchises have done, like this is like what the second or third World War Two game that Call of Duty has done now. You have a Call of Duty World, at, you have a Call of Duty World at War, you have Call of Duty Two, and Call of Duty Three, and Call of Duty One are World War Two, and then you have Call of Duty World War Two that was released in 2015. So, um, like, we've had a good handful one. of them in the last couple of years. You have yeah. one, two, three, five. You had to have seven. World War, II, World War II, and you have had nine uh, modern slash future. And then to top it all off, Battlefield Battlefield V just did World War Two, which yeah, we Battlefield, first... Battlefield has Battlefield nineteen forty two, Battlefield nineteen forty three, and Battlefield five. So like, I, I don't know. I guess we're of that age where it's just like World War Two has been done to death. But yeah, but the thing <laughs> is, like, yeah, it was back in two thousand five, two thousand to two thousand ten. That was made a lot. I can understand that, and like, I can, I can agree with it. But we went for like ten years without the World War Two game till Battlefield Five and World War Two was released the same year. Here's and those two games were like the first World War Two games in like ten years. Here's the thing: I, I, I would, I would like this game. 
if it was more ambitious, if that makes any sense. Like, for example, Battlefield 1. I don't like, you know, World War 1 or World War 2. And it's Battlefield 1 would not be... I would never put into my top 5 favorite Battlefield games. But I respect what it did. And I actually, you know, can respect, like, the actual... How much love was put into this game. I'm like, yeah, I can respect it. It's a Battlefield game. It's a really good Battlefield game. Not my type of Battlefield game, but it's still good. And it did something right. And I'm like... If people like Battlefield 1 over, let's say, Battlefield 4, like, re- yeah, I you will not be, I will not judge you, like, yeah, because it's a really great game. It's not my type of game, but it's a like great Battlefield, game. Like, Battlefield 1 was, like, the most ambitious Battlefield since, like, yeah, I can't even remember. Battlefield 2, in my opinion. Yeah. Because both Battlefield 3 and 4 was not ambitious at all. Yeah. That was the problem with those two games. They were too similar. Yeah, my problem with Battlefield 1 wasn't the... Maybe the certain gameplay mechanics. That I think going. you have the same problem with Battlefield Two and Battlefield Five as you have with this game. You you don't like historical like games, and that's what makes you like doesn't. It's not sexy in your eyes. No, but, like I, you can't say that because Battlefield One to me was sexy. Yeah, I know, but that was ambitious. You liked the game because it was ambitious, but the thing that made you not wank off to it was because it was World War One. I. I don't know why we made it sexual, but might as well. <laughs> you understand what i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. i don't like you you saw the ambition of it but the thing that put you off and not put it in like your top three battlefield is because the era of it you you more you enjoy more the modern style games like you enjoy to have the weapons that you are accustomed to you want your abrams your uh your t90s and uh your uh, ruski no not really uh even though I have to agree that I had, for example, talking about, about vehicles, Battlefield 1 vehicles felt great. I think the problem was with them, they were literally... Uh, they were too OP at launch, and then they made them the, too bad. The, the, the little tank was uh, OP. Yeah, the, the fast uh, yeah, one, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that uh, thing was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, they, they felt great. It's, it, but the reason why they had poems was literally the World 1 setting. Because you you couldn't be more creative with that, so maybe you're right in a sense, but yeah. but you have to think about historical yeah. accurately in a little way. You don't have to do that in a modern per- perspective because you don't have historical like events that can make people angry. At yeah, you in but the same way. And but this is what like uh, I think this is why you you need to be like this is why gameplay designers actually earn their money because you need to cr- create like a game that is fun to everyone. But at the same time, make it balanced. Like, yeah, vehicles felt great in Battlefield One, but they were limited by the era they are in. Yeah. While while accommodate trying to accommodate the more than Battlefield player base to your World War One setting. If the game was a bit different, maybe I will not, you know, dislike the vehicles that much in Battlefield One, even though they felt great. But it's just the era itself made made them worse. If that makes sense. Then you have Battlefield Five. I don't know what the fuck Battlefield Five was. I know the development of that game. The story we know the story of the development is it was rushed because the Italy game got scrapped. Uh, now we have Battlefield Twenty Forty Two vehicles still feel like crap, it, and just because in Battlefield Twenty Forty Two, even though it's a modern game, it's I don't like the game. You know, simple as that. It it, it doesn't. And that was the game I've been asking for for ten years. And it, it, I'm so disappointed the game I always ask for is in that state right now. 
uh, anyway, regarding Vanguard. Uh, I go out on a limb and say that that's probably the main reason why a lot of people dislike 2042 is not just because it's a fall-on-your-face, laugh-out-loud failure. It's literally, you know, we all thought that this was what what we what what we'd been pretty much asking for since Battlefield Three and Battlefield Four. Yeah, is honestly what everybody had thought, and when it wasn't that, and it was substantially worse than our expectations were even led to believe, or what we'd laid out ourselves, we got angry. I got angry. Yeah. I remember when I played the beta for it, like the the open beta or alpha or whatever the fuck it was. I remember playing it and like. Okay, either this game is just horrendously bad, or there's, like, literally just running for miles, no cover, and everything looks horrible, and everybody's so spaced out in these vehicles. What the hell are these vehicles? What is... What is this? Yeah. It was literally all I thought the entire time I was playing it, and I didn't even feel like I was playing a Battlefield game, and that's the worst part about it. Like, it, it had no soul. It had no... Things that you know we fell in love with as far as the Battlefield franchise went. I mean, like some of the elements were there. You could tell they were. They tried to put those elements in, um, but I, I can't like finally look back on my time playing that demo and going, "Oh yeah, if it ever improves, I'll definitely shell the money out in order to buy it." Because that's not the case. I I will never buy that game. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those things that that's that's why I'm so angry at. Per- Particularly in this, I wasn't this angry with Battlefield Five. I wasn't this angry with Battlefield. 1. I wasn't even that mad with Harline. Jesus fucking Christ! I wasn't even that mad about Harline. But Battlefield Twenty Forty Two makes me extremely mad because this was the, I think for everyone, not only me, but for everyone, this was supposed to be the game that jail. You know how can Monopoly jail? You can escape jail with a card. This was the card. This was the game. Like. The ultimate Hail Mary, you know, at the same level as Bad Company 3. You know, people ask, why can't we have Bad Company 3? Yeah, this game was on the same level of, you know, supposed to be good. But it's not. And that's that's why people are angry, you know, because it's not that good as it was supposed to be good in the first place. And the worst part about it is, is like I don't even think our expectations were that high. No, like I know personally speaking between myself. I think the reason. I think the reason was is like we had expectations. We didn't have that with Battlefield 1. We didn't have that with Battlefield 5. That's, I think, a lot of people say, like, oh, everyone has too high expectations. I just think we had expectations. I think that's the problem. Like, that's that's so, like, bo- like wrong in the community at the moment. Like, in all of the ge- in all games. Like, when so, you have... like, in a sense, what you're saying is it's kind of like, okay, well, Battlefield 1 was announced and everyone was like, okay, World War yeah, 1. What, 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 what do you expect? Like okay, Battlefield War, 5 comes was... out, World War 2, what do we expect? Yeah. You know, and then come to, yeah. and then they announced 2042, and everybody was like, oh my god, Battlefield 3 and 4.2 or whatever, you know? And yeah, I, I can see that, I get that. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm guilty of it too. Yeah, and the thing is, like, when you when they released Battlefield 1, and there wasn't a fucking World War 1 game in the world. No one had nothing to compare it with. This game, everyone compares it to Battlefield 3 and 4, which are the... For a lot of people, their favorite Battlefield games. And that's really, really hard to exceed those expectations. And Battlefield 5 was compared to a game that came out in 2002. So you understand, like, the comparison, like, was so far in between. So when people compared Battlefield 5 to 1942, it was like night and day. Of course, Battlefield 5 was a great version of 1942. Everything that people loved in 1942 was in Battlefield 5. 
because I compared Battlefield 5 to 1942, and I compared Battlefield 1 to nothing, and I compared 20 to, uh, 2022 to Battlefield 4 and 3. So I think that's the issue that Battlefield uh, 2042 20, 20, has. I have some problem with that fucking name. I respect <laughs> that opinion. And going, and going back on Call of Duty, I think this is the more problem with Call of Duty, like with Vanguard. We compare Vanguard to Modern Warfare. I don't like comparing to another game that released two years yeah, ago. I, I compare this game to World War Two, right. Call of Duty World War Two, and that game was shit in compared to this. Right, <laughs> and I, and I compare Vanguard to Modern Warfare 2019 because I barely played World War Two game. Yeah, but you should not do that. Like I You're should not. Problem. I agree. You are the problem. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I am the problem. You're what's wrong with reviewing this yeah. game. But this is the problem we have with Vanguard. It, like we said, that Battlefield 5 had no soul. <coughs> oh, sorry. It had no soul. That's Vanguard to me. The game doesn't has no soul, including Black Ops Cold War. Already made what, do you mean, what do you mean that like Battlefield 5 didn't have a soul, but Battlefield 4 had? That I don't get, to be honest, because mm. Battlefield 4 was a shitty mess when okay. it came out. Okay, all right, uh, I, can, I can answer that. Battlefield 5 had its problems, of course, but DICE did something with that okay, game. Okay, I can, I can answer had, that. Like, I think it's three games in the history of video games that have made the amazing comebacks that, like they had, and that's Rainbow Six, Battlefield 2, and Battlefield 5. Okay. And DICE are responsible for two of those games. Uh, and like, I can answer that. I can answer why, Bal why Battlefield 4 is has a soul compared to Battlefield 5. Right. We know Battlefield 4 came out rough. Like, really rough. It was one of the worst yeah. launches and, ever. And too close to Battlefield yeah. 3. But here's the difference. Battlefield 4 grew a soul thanks to CTE and thanks to the community, thanks to yeah, the updates Battlefield and everything. Battlefield 5 did exactly the same. Right. Battlefield 5, to me, the reason people even consider Battlefield 5 right now is good is because 2042 is a fucking mess. No, no, no. Everyone said Battlefield 5 is good because the last six months of that game was one of the best, like, eras of Battlefield. No, it got... Pacific, the Pacific DLC was, in my opinion, the best DLC that DICE have ever released in uh, one of the Battlefield right. games. Uh, to me, it's nothing. To me, it was just a, a, a small revival blip. Yeah, it, but still, went nowhere. You, put, you put in an era in, in Battlefield that's one of the hardest eras to put in the video game. So, like, Pacific, for me, as a World War II fanatic, is the hardest one to put in, and they nailed it. And, like, it felt so fresh with all the guns. The battle, like, the battle pass system felt so amazing in it. The characters, the customization, it felt like the game should have done when it was released. Like, in my opinion, like, like yeah, that's easy to say, like, a year off the development, of course. But, like, when you feel, when you start the game and you're like, I'm going to enjoy every single map because I can use my favorite guns that hasn't uh, that wasn't in the game. And like that just confused the hell out of me. How can you release a fucking Battlefield World War II title without like 10 of the most like glorified titles? I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Now glorified weapons, I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's, oh. it's, it's just going back and forth. Yeah, I... I don't find. I don't like. I don't like when you say a game doesn't have a soul. Uh, of course, it doesn't have a soul. It's an inanimate object. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. No, but but there's sometimes look. Sometimes you feel it. You know, it's one of those things that when people actually put their like developers put their passion into the game and you feel their passion. 
Uh, you can Bellevue, tell like there are decisions that were purposely made, and then there was love put behind it. And, and, and yeah, I, I I get what Tom's saying. About yeah, it. The, like, I, yeah, I, I, I know I regard exactly that exactly what I mean, too. I I understand one hundred percent what he mean, but I don't like that he compares it with a game that has a soul that was ten times worse than the game he says he has in the soul. That's what I mean. Now we're talking which games we're comparing though now. You, you, when you compare like Vanguard to Modern Warfare, ah. and you compare Battlefield Five to Battlefield Four, for me, Battlefield Four had less of a soul than Battlefield Five had. Mm, there is Battlefield a... Three had more soul. That game I can stand behind one hundred percent. That Battlefield Three had a soul, of course, because that game was like a fresh, like a a fresh of good air for me. It was like one of my favorite gaming moments I've had in FPS is from Battlefield Three. Like I played the shit out of that game. I've played Battlefield 4 a lot as well, but 3 was like, for me, it was like a restart of console FPS for me. Like, I didn't play a lot of FPS on console, but Battlefield 3 made it for me because they put effort on a console release, and DICE never do that. They hate consoles. They only want to make games for PC. You can notice that in every game they've ever released. Well, ma- majority of PC uh, Battlefield ports on console were literally just you know PC ports, you know, just yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I didn't like that, but Battlefield Three was like they realized, oh, sixty percent of our people that buy our game plays on console. We maybe should put a little more effort in the console version of it. Yeah, ba- like- Battlefield Three is was definitely one. Like I literally made a video about that, saying that Battlefield yeah. Three feels better on console than PC. Yeah, 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 because Frags of the gameplay it. decisions oh, yeah, that were made. Well. Yeah, I think Jack Frags made exactly that video, to be honest, also. Because people like, like there's people like <clears throat> Danny, uh, <laughs> Danny on PC, I love you, Danny, but they need to stop writing like, oh, Battlefield 3 on PC was amazing. Like, yes, perf- yes, we all agree, performance-wise, it was amazing comparing to consoles, like old-gen consoles, PS3 and, P- and Xbox 360. Yeah, no shit. But in terms of gameplay, consoles, those versions of the, that console version of the game run like it, it's it's amazing. The reason why Battlefield 3 was successful is because it worked so well on on consoles in terms of gameplay yeah. design. It, that was so much fun. Regardless, yeah, like the huts and everything was good. Yeah, so. it was really amazing because it was designed for those for that type of you know for the majority of the player base, which was console. You yeah. know, I love Battlefield on PC. Don't get me wrong, I love I love it. But I love a Battlefield game that's well designed in in terms of gameplay mechanics, you know. Yeah, and it's good for everyone because that's good for the game. Well, yeah, I mean, as 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 a saying would go, you you don't love the house that you buy from somebody else so much as the house that's built for yourself that you designed and built. So you know what I mean. Yeah. So like, yeah, Battlefield Three feels a lot more homey and and a lot more to a lot of these guys because. A lot of them picked it up as on console, and it felt so great and so good on it. I'm one of them. But for me, when BF4 came out and got smoothed out, Tom and I met playing that game on console. Not going to lie. We we were not playing on PC at the time. It took us a while in order to get to PC because, you know, of our involvement in CTE and all that other stuff. So, like, to me, it felt like a little bit of a progression. Not a huge step forward, 
but like certain things like knifing controls and um, the suppression and everything and the, and the way aiming and everything worked, I felt like it was a little bit of a step forward. Because I'm sorry, to this day, I will I will forever die on this hill. The suppression in Battlefield 3 was fucking garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's anyone in the Battlefield community that has said something against that. Uh, yeah. like, I, have had, I have had people argue with me on Twitter about it. Like, I'm not even kidding. But I, I swear to God, the fucking suppression it, in Battlefield 3 was absolute garbage if, if they argue with that with you on that they think like uh they think battlefield 4 had a good launch as well yeah that's the, true. Same, <laughs> that, that's the same person as well like they say 94 <laughs> they say 2042 is the best battlefield game also i think <laughs> so like, I, I think that's i mean that's a, a their own group of battlefield players to be honest but i could understand where people would think in some cases that you know battlefield 3 is better than 4 i can understand that to, to, yeah, in some cases the shooting feels a little bit more tighter if you're playing on console Playing on and PC, like, like if you like if you were, we're going to compare the two, yes, I kind of prefer BF3 more on console than what I did BF4. Now, on the flip side, I prefer BF4 on PC substantially more than I prefer Battlefield 3 on PC. Yeah, fucking and the, sue me. And the, because Battlefield 4 on PC was designed for PC, unlike you know, the BF3 was designed for consoles. Like yeah, but were, in essence, they had the formula that was so well enough that it could it could translated very well between the two. Like it's not yeah. like you play BF3 and BF4 on consoles and you jump from one to the other. The difference is not that ridiculously jarring, other than in terms of default button mapping. Yeah, and you have to change your with the flight, uh, fly, uh, helicopters and planes to a uh, a legendary. What was it called? Yeah. You, you, legacy. Uh, your legacy, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the huge big difference of it, because like the, the the default flying in Battlefield Four is just yeah. I, I yeah, anyway. I, <laughs> I remember whenever I jumped into a plane in Battlefield Four on like I think there was the open beta, I think it was, and I crashed my plane into the plane next to me. I was like, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like the controls are not that and I went into like the you couldn't change the settings I think in the beta or something like that but at the same or time you... BF4 gave you a really good test range in order to get that shit worked out too Battlefield 3 I don't think had a test range no so there was that addition. So like, if you wanted to like get your settings honed in, like your attachments and all this other shit for for your loadouts and stuff, you had a place to do it without necessarily having to jump into a match. And to me, that's another foot up that BF4 has over BF3. I'm sorry, any game that gives me the ability in order to like meta test my loadouts and shit before I actively have to go in and use them and try and figure out the differences on the fly while I'm getting shot at and try to figure out how to win a game at the same time. I have actually never kiss. used a range. I never used a range in a video game. I use it all because the time. I think I'm too good at. I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, coming back. Okay, coming back on the Call of Duty again. I just want to say this uh, because we're comparing, like you know, Battlefield Three, Battlefield Four, and other Battlefield games. The way, I, from what I've seen regarding leaks, regarding how Call of Duty is being developed right now, Call of Duty Vanguard right now is a testing range basically for Modern Warfare Two. Uh, from yeah. what I've seen, including Warzone. So, because we know there's a, a new client version of Warzone is coming. That was announced. So, re- regardless if they're going to transfer all our skins, you know, all the cosmetics you bought in the game, transfer the new game, that I don't know. We'll see. That's not important. The most important thing is that they're using Vanguard as a testing range to, for the next game. Which, hilarious to me, 
Because Battlefield been trying to do that with CTE and other games. You might imagine, oh, everything they had did in the previous game, it will transfer to the next game, and they're gonna improve it, which was kind of the idea behind Battlefield Community Test Environment. And I find hilarious that Call of Duty, Call of fucking Duty, is doing that right now with Call of Duty Vanguard for the next game. For example... So, you, so what you say, like, you get angry because Call of Duty did it better than them. Is that what you mean? No, 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 no. I'm, I, no, I am praising them for doing that. Because, here's the thing. Yeah, Ray, let's not get it twisted. Any, com- any, any, any game development that actively has open testing for the community and they actually take the input in, I will respect the shit out of. Like, I don't care if Facebook Farmville would do it. I'd be like, all right, well, hats off to you. At least you're getting constructive critique in from your player base and actively improving it. Like, there's a lot of games that could benefit from that shit. And any game that does it, I will applaud and respect at least to that degree. You know, Candy Crush CTE? Fucking do it. I'll give you a thumbs up. I ain't gonna, you know, play it, but hey, cool. Yeah, but here's... Here's the thing. So, Ray, when Call of Duty Vanguard came out, right, in Warzone, there were two playlists, basically. Vanguard Royale and Battle Royale. Battle Royale was basically Modern Warfare and Black Ops Cold War weapons, you know, together. You can use whatever, you know, from those yeah. games together. And Col- the, old and- ve- the old vehicles and the... The old weapons. And Basically, the new weapons. yeah. Everything mixed, uh, everything mixed. Everything mixed in one pot and have fun. Normal Battle Royale, normal Call of Duty Warzone. And there was Vanguard Royale, right? That was like the new, like Call of Duty Vanguard, right? You can only use those weapons there. You can only use vehicles, those, you know, you can perks and everything, characters only in that Vanguard Royale. So, how many months later? Four, four months? Four months later, uh, Vanguard Royale is no more. They con- they combined that with normal battle royale, and what Vanguard Royale was all this time was a testing ground for yeah. the changes they made to Warzone. And right now, Call of Duty Warzone is at the best state they could ever be in terms of gameplay wise, because they increased the health, they added some certain stuff from Vanguard Royale to this game to the normal battle royale, and so on. They did, like they did, they like rem- they changed the gas mask and like they to they they nerfed the stunts and the flashbangs and like everything that was like OP in the game has been like changed. There are still like meta weapons. There's still tactics. There are meta. They changed the ghost Friday's patch. So yeah. now the ghost uh, perk doesn't work if you stand still. I love that. You you can't spam UVs because they're more expensive now because they yeah. were they were extremely expensive in Vanguard Royale. Now they're yeah. the same price as normal Battle Royale because they were dirt cheap in normal Battle Royale. Yeah, they were that, too cheap. Yeah. The three song was too cheap. So th- that's why I really find it fascinating and impressive because yeah, yeah, no, a lot of people are not happy with Vanguard not because it's a bad game, it's because the people think it's they playing safe. But I get. I get if you don't like that, including myself. I really don't like that. I, I don't think I, I think it's a generic Call of Duty game, you know, nothing special. It's good, but it's nothing special. But I just because they do all these kind of changes, I kind of want to play more because there's a meaning behind it. Because I know that everything we're doing right now with Call of Duty Vanguard is going to be transferring to the next game because everything is going to be improved. Everything is going to be you know expanded to you know we don't like this feature we like this feature and we're gonna like remove this and add that there's well, evolution on, you, progression kind of got to put a huge asterisk on that it provided plans stay in place because it's we've found out the hard way we've we've you know we've been told by developers that things are going to go a specific way and then publisher steps in and shit changes so 
got to put that huge asterisk on there. Like, as long as their plans stay, that's they, a good point, they yeah. stay, they're able to stick to their roadmap and do all that shit, then, yes, that's exactly what's going to happen. But, like, you never know. You never know. If, if the, the budget is- sheet doesn't balance out, I mean, no. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We've been here but, the biggest difference, but the biggest difference between like, but no, no, I'm not going to compare them again. But I do between like Dice and and uh, Activision, in my opinion. I have played both of the games for like since I was like, since the first ones came out, and the biggest difference in my opinion, like Call of Duty, has always felt like a company-owned game, while Battlefield has been felt like a fan base owned game. You understand what I mean? And yeah. in my opinion, it felt like they have switched. For the last like five years now it feels like uh, the battlefield games are more controlled by higher ups than it was for like five years ago like 10 years ago actually good and point yeah that like, makes you sad to think about it yeah too. i know i know it makes me sad and happy at the same time sad for battlefield and happy for cod and cod since modern warfare was released and the love that game got from credits uh fans and like like Battlefield players that switched from Battlefield to Call of Duty. I'm not gonna name any names. <clears throat> Lanky. Uh, <clears throat> it's a good game, boy. I will. I'll play yeah, good games. Yeah. And that's yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, and it, while that game was out, they they listened to the community a lot. Then there was that problem with Black Ops and uh, Call of Duty because of the games that got scrapped and everything. So Black Ops had to be released after Modern Warfare, but Modern Warfare was set to be released the year Black Ops was released. So it was like, that was a conundrum. But to just think about that and like compare it to like the Battlefield situation that they like blame COVID and like stuff like that. And in my opinion, what they did to like Modern Warfare, one year early, they had to release that game. Just think about that. They had to release a game for one year earlier than planned and the game was loved as it was. For me, like what happened if that game was, was released one year later? I just imagine that. Like, what the fuck would I have done then? Was that like, oh, it's gonna it's gonna be released with Modern Warfare, like with Warzone, maybe? I don't know. Like, for me, like you can't ever like blame that. But yeah, I think I think Call of Duty has changed to a more fan based uh, game, which I think enjoy because they did what the hell they want want with Call of Duty when I grew up, and like they still sold five, 50 million copies of it. It was like every game sold like, oh, we only sell 38 million for this. Oh, that was bad. We have to step it up for next game. And like other gaming companies, like that was we have sold for like three games because there was a standard of Call of Duty games that was actually too low, to be honest. So like a lot of hardcore games gave them a lot of shit for like not changing enough. And I, I can understand that. But I, I, I love that Call of Duty has like changed. They've evolved. That. Yeah, exactly. Evolved to what this maybe should have been since Call of Duty 4 and World at War, which were both fan loved games. But yeah, yeah, I hope yeah, that's, Dice. That's what makes I me. Yeah, that's what makes me like really angry. Like Dice and happy for Activision. I mean, fuck Activision, but just it's just funny how franchises evolved. Like, yeah. It, I've been making fun of Call of Duty before Modern Warfare 2018 came because to me it was the same regardless what kind of game it was it was you know Black Ops or Infinite Warfare or something I don't care you know I did not hate them that much but I it, you, you 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 made you 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 think they were too generic and the same yeah I think there they was were a, the it was same, constantly yeah. being beaten even though it had long yeah. since been dead yeah 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 but that's anyway. why I never argued with that. Though. 
Well, yeah. Um, like, okay. Uh, I don't mind Vanguard. It's just, I just, you know, I don't need Vanguard in my life, honestly. I'm more than happy to play Warzone in this way. I suite. don't need Vanguard in my life. That was so rude. Like, it... Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, sue oh, me. Shit. Sue me. Sue me. I, that's, I that's, that's like, <laughs> I don't need it in my life. That I felt so depressing. I don't need your <laughs> Call of Duty in my life. I don't need your microtransactions and shit, shit. or something. I don't know. Well, lads, on that note, I think we ought to wrap this up here because, like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's time to meander off into that nice little sunset there. But I have, a, I have a request. I have a request. If you're gonna end it now, okay. I want you, Ray, to end this with a Duke Nukem nerdy voice. Yeah, do, and I want do the you outro. outro. You have to do the outro with that voice. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Live Gaming Gathering podcast. I have been Nerdy Duke Nukem with my co-host. Your lanky soldier, and you am Joseph. It gets worse as time goes. <laughs> Listen to our podcast on Apple Play, Spotify, YouTube, and other mediums. Thank you, and have a wonderful evening. Don't Leave a like and subscribe, and engage in the comment section. We do get paid based off of engagement. And the yeah. and it just degrades even worse as we go on. I want to say it degrades us to the point where somebody's like, "The fuck is he saying?" He's just <laughs> turns out you turn out you're like Jabba the Hutt in there. One, two, bookie, two, bomb, woo, bomb, bomb. Subscribe to a podcast. Leave a like on comment. Ah, oh, Han Solo. Han Solo face. <laughs> Kenji Club. No, no one got the perp. Okay, fuck you all. Fuck you, people. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I we love you all. Alright, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys in the next one. And you know where to find us. You have all the social media links in the description. And yeah, that's good. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye.